0: Welcome to Cyber Notes. It's the all cyberpunk 2077 podcast no one was asking for. Mm -hmm. I'm Trevor Strunk, Hagelbund on Twitter, and I'm here with um, net jockey himself, uh, cyber cowboy uh, John Bernhard. Hello call me
1: Zero Wolf. That's right. My uh,
0: um, companion should have a cyber. The sky was a cyber archie. Yeah. Sky was the color of some sort of TV.
1: That was orange, yes. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> this game is is mostly brown. Uh, we'll get into what the game looks like. It's not actually mostly Everyone brown, knows what the game I've is. Got...
0: Um, so this is going to be a, a Cyberpunk 2077 episode because all the news this week is about just the absolute, like, crash and burn that has occurred uh, in terms of Cyberpunk 2077. It has been yep. a... Uh, as far as games can be, let's be clear, it has been a world historical uh, <laughs> kind of fall from grace. It is—it's uh, kind of incredible. Um, so, John's been playing it too for Goonhammer.com. See, I said it this time. Yeah, and yeah, thank you. there you go. That's—that's they're—they're that's, uh, they're paying me eight hundred dollars to do that. Mm-hmm. Much more than they're paying me. Yeah, well, um, that's what cloud gets you. But, um. Uh, John's been reviewing it so he can tell us how it is. I have not played it because um, I don't like to buy games that don't work um, and uh, this one doesn't. So I've been playing Professor Layton and the um, <laughs> and the Mysterious Village uh, which is great. Uh, if you want a, um, a game that you know exactly what it is and it does exactly what it says it's going to do and it works every single time uh, I recommend Professor Layton and the Mysterious Village on Nintendo DS. Uh, it is uh, it is a game that has no sort of. Um, it's not going to surprise you. Yeah. Except with how pleasant it is. <laughs> um, John, what what uh, um, what is what is the world of of uh, cyber jockeying? Uh, how has that been treating you?
1: So uh, I have about, including what I played today, about 48 to 50 hours in this game. Yikes. Uh, which, you know, is, is less than some other people have. I did not have access to it um, pre-release. Well, we did not get comped a, um, a copy. We bought it, uh, put it on the Goonhammer credit card. Ooh, um, Nice. So we have – we have, and my impressions of it are entirely uh, day one patch plus uh, quick release, like uh, whatever they patched after release, which has been, I want to say, two or three patches. One was to um, – uh, well, we'll get into what the patches were for because they're really mm-hmm. funny, uh, the shit that was in there. Uh, the oh, history God, of this game. Uh, this game was announced, I want to say – <sighs> Early 2018, maybe late 2017. Uh, it had been in development for a while. Uh, Witcher 3 was still sort of an outstanding concern. This, it, was, it was announced after they sort of put a bow on all the
0: post-launch DLC and yeah. um, stuff that they had with The Witcher 3. It was pretty you know. recent after, after Blood and Wine, right? Like yeah. It was, it, was, it, it was in the afterglow of The Witcher still.
1: The um and that at that point CD Project Red was probably the hottest gaming company in the world. They were untouchable. I don't think, I don't think that's a that's that's too much to say. Whether they whether, you know, just the Witcher Three should have earned them that is a different question, but um the <laughs> Witcher Three was probably one of the games best games of the last decade. Um I certainly I bounced it off at like six times or so before I finally got into it and got Picked up what it was trying to put down and really um, vibed with it. And by the time I, I finished it, I, I didn't want to install, uninstall the game
0: because mm-hmm.
1: that's like I kept running around basically, oh, not an empty world, but a world with no quests left Just in it. Just
0: enjoying yourself. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because I, I was hoping, like, you know, some other content would appear. That that's the and did you know, it? <laughs> no no it didn't. <laughs> no, there was nothing left to do. I did every quest in the game, mm, um, well. even the fucking races. I ra- like I, I never do races. I I raced the damn horses because uh, that Just was love content. the Witcher that much. Um, and I played all three of those games. Um, there was a very marked increase in quality between uh, the the all three of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the jump between one to two was. Probably actually about as similar as The Jump Between 2 and 3. People I forget have heard that, this, yes. That Witcher 1 wasn't a, really a character action game.
0: Mm-hmm. It was
1: this weird hybrid. Um, like, you had two control schemes. Uh, you could play it with WASD and mouse. Um, sort of like a third-person action game. Um, I don't think there was controller support
0: for it at all. I don't even think it got a... I'm not even sure it got a console release. Wow. Um I'd have to check that. You know, actually I think you I think you might be right. And if it did, I think it was after the fact. Yeah.
1: Uh, at launch, um, I don't think it had controller support at all. And you had two control modes. You had um uh, the WA- you had this really clunky WASD, click to attack, uh, space button to dodge roll, um, attempt at character action. And they had like a, an isometric um Diablo almost, style ARPG, click to attack, um, but instead of, like, like it was like you were supposed to be, like, removed from the battle and controlling Geralt by telling him to, pre, you know, by pressing the mouse on, on the enemy, like, you were controlling your character in Diablo, and neither control style really worked.
0: I was um, going to say, you didn't like the Diablo style. I would have assumed that was your favorite by default.
1: Well, it wasn't even like, it wasn't, but it wasn't like Diablo style, because you still need to time the attacks and everything. Oh, weird. Um, yeah, it was very strange. Uh, they cleaned it up a lot in Witcher 2, and then they took what they learned from Witcher 2, and they made this huge open-world game that was uh, far less misogynistic than Witcher 2 was. Witcher 2 had some weird shit going on in the last third of the game. What's that? And um, Gerald's just working out some stuff. Uh, yeah, Gerald and Jennifer uh, mm-hmm. are, are two protagonists. Jennifer. Um, yeah, yeah, once you start pronouncing their names normal, not Gerald and Yennefer— you know, they they sound a lot like a lawyer and his uh, uh you know, fifteen years younger trophy wife, Jerry and Jen.
0: Um, we're going yeah. over to their house for charades later tonight. Uh, no, it's not sexy charades. Gerald's game. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so I mean, these are these are sort of like historically beloved games. I would say Witcher one in far in retrospect. I remember when that came out and people were like, yeah, like. Well, it I mean, the big sucks.
1: The <laughs> thing about Witcher 1 is it had titties. That was that was what Witcher 1's big thing was. Uh mm-hmm. it had like these corny uh penthouse like letters, sex scenes where like you uh where Geralt would uh go into like a, you know, a bathhouse with an elven lass or something and there'd be a bunch of really painful sex puns and at the and they wouldn't show anything and they wouldn't animate anything um it would like cut to black before any of the fucking happened but when it was done you'd get like a uh you know like a pinup style photo uh like tarot card of her topless okay and this was like massively scandalous Yes, yeah, so i
0: remember yeah. that being a big a big deal um, um because i was, like, mean i, was, I was, was, like, remember 2004 2005 yeah it was, was when i was in college i think it was 2004 um cuz i remember um one of my friends playing it in a house that he didn't live in after 2004 uh, but yeah, like it. It is like even then, it seemed dumb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it seemed it seemed goofy, and like everyone talking about the game was like, "Yeah, this isn't very good." I remember when Witcher Two came out, and everyone was kind of like, "Yeah, like I don't know, Witcher One kind of sucked. I don't think this is going to be very good." And, and people were like, "Hey, like Witcher Two is pretty good. Like was this was a surprise." In
1: 2007. Did I think I was in high school. God, I hate time. Time mm-hmm. sucks ass. Sure. Um, yeah, it was. <laughs> Like, it hadn't gotten that... Game of Thrones wasn't huge yet. Um, It was getting there. It was still a song of ice and fire, and it was still something where, like, hardcore fantasy nerds on message boards would ignore. Like, if you asked them what books um, you wanted to read, and you talked about, like, you wanted, like, sci-fi romance or something, they'd say... Now it's not quite what you're looking for, but if you tried reading A Song of Ice and Fire by George mm-hmm. R. R. Martin, because they were zealots, they were uh, proselytizing, uh-huh. um, and not like
0: Game of Thrones fans became. Uh, they no, were no, yeah, them. no.
1: I mean, normal people started liking that shit, which yeah. you know, horror horror show. Um, so this was this was before the the you know the mature turn towards fantasy as and where mature meant like. Um, decapitation and rape instead of, you know, just seeing some titty. Um, and, you know, those games, The Witcher sort of evolved along that path. And by the time The Witcher 3 came around, they'd actually grown, gotten good at telling those stories with the proper level of maturity, let's say. Actual maturity. Um, like, The Witcher three story is about parenthood. And, like, uh-huh. it's not very, it's it's not very subtle about it. Just about every single que- a major quest has something to do with the relationship between a parent figure and a child. Uh, from the Bloody Baron to the stuff in uh, – to the to the witches in the swamp with the orphans to, you know, the stuff that happens with um, uh, the Skellige, you know, Viking people, which has to do with the line of secession and sons and stuff like that. Like, they're not very uh, – they're not really, like – you know trying to to hide what they're doing they're t- they're telling a very you know concerted story about found families and the relationship between parents and children um and everything it was everything clicked it was like a once in a generation performance by that studio by any studio yeah uh
0: and that set the tone for this uh, somehow this we game. learned nothing somehow like we all looked at the the studios that made games we really liked and uh, then couldn't actually make a game as good as that again and decided, like, actually, this time it's going to be different. Yeah, I mean, no one thought they'd fall apart this quickly. Uh-oh. Well, no, but, I mean, it wasn't quick, was it? Because this I is mean, such – it was quick in terms of releases. But <laughs> how long did it take Cyberpunk to release? I mean, four years. What, what,
1: I mean, they, oh, they announced Oh, far it. longer than that. They announced it? Five years, maybe? Like, they announced – like, we got the release date at EA 2019, yeah, that's Maybe. when
0: we got the date, but when did they announce the game?
1: I think it's much longer. Yeah, all right, it was 2012 apparently. Yeah, that's a that's a long. I mean, look, I get it. Like basically, it, all right, what happened was it went silent for 5 years. Mm-hmm. uh they yeah. did a trailer 2012 2013 <laughs> nothing well they had witcher 3 in the middle <laughs> like
0: this is well, like sure, a starfield but like, situation but look that's not that's still not a slow decline that's like or that's not a quick decline it's okay i'm really excited for cyberpunk on and on and on okay now i'm i'm getting i
1: don't think exce- I, don't, I, don't, I don't i honestly if given that five-year gap the hype about this game didn't exist until 2018 like, okay. it was not at this hype level until they did Witcher 3, and they proved this is what we are. Like, Keanu wasn't announced until 2019, I don't believe.
0: No, that is true. Like, Keanu and, was announced at that E3 thing. And
1: Keanu That's... was the coming out point where it's like, okay, this, is, this game is going to be a cultural moment. And we're proving it's going to be a cultural moment because we've gotten the guy who's doing all the cultural moments right now to be the lead in it.
0: <laughs> weird weird that they did that and uh forgot that uh cultural moments change very quickly.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Keanu's
0: um cachet isn't going anywhere because of this game. Keanu's well, it's not going anywhere game. because of the game, but it's not I mean, like look, even John Wick is like it's a huge movie series, but it's I not mean, as if like it's a big There's as a, as new, it was in a new Matrix movie is about to come out. Like Keanu is still like No, he's so he's totally hot, but like it's it's not like it was in 20. It's not like these things come in waves. I- I'm just saying. Like, and and and, I feel like cyberpunk. The problem with cyberpunk is it hit like a million different waves, and it was like hot at a million different times. It was hot during the w- when like we were all excited about The Witcher Three. It was hot when like we were all super excited about um, John Wick One. Like, it, it, there there are these moments where it's like it is excited. it is like it it, it elicits excitement, and then like. It isn't released in time, so so the excitement goes away, which again, like what we will find talking about this game, I think, is that it is like not particularly smart to rush a game. Like it's okay to not release a game on time. Um if well, that I mean, means uh, that the I game's not this, going to suck.
1: I think this game's a massive success in everything except the experience of playing the game. Which is That's more weird, and more does not matter. Like, mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll talk about this later when we get to the actual, to the back end of the Fallout. Uh, the initial release date, the first release date they committed to was April 16, 2020. Uh, they rather quickly blew through that release date uh, and said yeah. it would be Q4 2020. Um, around June, we started hearing that things were going a bit south as features were getting pulled out of the game. Um, That's
0: always good, right? That's
1: good? Yeah. Executives – and I was guilty of this a few uh, months ago in the podcast. I committed the sin of taking an executive at their word about something. How dare you? When they you. said the game was mostly finished.
0: You're absolutely fired.
1: Um, and, you know, because it was – like, my conception was, why would you lie? Like, what, what, what game – what do you get
0: out of lying about that? Um, it turns out they got nothing. Yeah, well, um, all of this is, like, this is, I, I hate to say this because, like, it's a dumb thing to say, but it, it's Trumpian in, in insofar as you essentially get, like, a bunch of people telling a bunch of lies and you're like, oh, they got to have a reason for this. And in the end, it's just like, no, no, they're just, they're just, like, really doing a bad job right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. So eventually they bumped it back to December 10th, uh, 2020, which is as far as they could go, apparently, and still keep it. Uh, on the books for the current accounting year, <laughs> um, which is the only reason it actually came out. Extremely
0: when normal it, and good reason to have a game come out. Uh, literally, it is that it drives. It's why I'm, I'm and not. Drama I'm not saying to, yeah. it's uncommon. I'm just saying it, it's kind of a crappy reason.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean it's the only. It's the only reason they care about. Um, so it came of out course. when it came out. Uh, December tenth, uh, it was uh, its launch was a disaster. Um, specifically, they provided the review copies. They the, the probably the worst. T- couple days – I mean, there's two worst periods that this this game has had, and one is over the last 48 hours. Uh, we're recording oh, this – Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Last 72 hours, I guess. I was recording this on uh, December 19th. Um, but the worst period for it before the last 72 hours uh, were the 72 hours before release. Uh, the embargo was lifted on December 7th, but no one was allowed to show video until –
0: like eighteen hours before it released. So like, remember when they put like out that thing that money. was like, "Hey, just like, please don't show video of this." Like, or we'll send a SWAT it, team after you. It would be
1: so cool if you didn't do that. Uh, yeah, th- and they said they'd send a SWAT team after you. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I, I didn't know what Max Tac was uh, because I don't follow the lore of this, uh, frankly, shitty IP. Uh, but they're like the SWAT team that just shows up and shoots you. Uh, so that's a really cool thing to like joke about in IP enforcement. Yes, um, absolutely. It's very funny, uh, but yeah. No, so the, the the second worst period for this game uh, was when the review embargo lifted and the gameplay embargo was still in, and <laughs> everyone's rele- all everyone's reviews, are early first impressions dropped, uh, and said it was a disaster. Right,
0: and 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 this was also where like a lot of the, like a lot of the the people you expected to at least say nice things about it, right? Like, I would say, like, you know, the people at Giant Bomb are my friends, and I think they are – well, some of them are. I don't know all of them. But I have friends at Giant Bomb, and, like, I, I think they are good reviewers, and I think they are honest reviewers. And, like, they're also there. – it is also a big enough house that, like, Safer Red Dead Two, right? Not an extraordinarily polarizing game, but polarizing insofar as some people thought it was extremely boring, and some people thought it was really great, right? Um the you know the the I would say Red Dead got a like a lot of different takes at, at, at giant bomb and like okay so like some people oh, and, like and it, that some wasn't people. that wasn't out of character for them they had a
1: huge no. fight over uh, fight huge discussion in their uh, 2015 game of the year discussions about um as you can tell i've been a fan of theirs for many years mm-hmm. uh
0: about fallout 4 right um, yeah so the, i mean you get a lot of different perspectives on on big games uh, especially uh, big games Ball. like this specifically yes. like this and it was wall-to-wall we can't recommend this it's it, this is this is a nightmare like, it is a nightmare to play. Like, who knows what it'll be in the future, but this is not good. Possibly the biggest sign that this was
1: going to be an enduring problem for CD Projekt Red is that— All right, so during the run-up to this game, CD Projekt Red very cynically, uh, very manipulatively uh, has used extremely has used uh, transphobic signaling, some racist signaling, some right-wing signaling um, to—at uh, least as fellow travelers for its advertisements— Uh, The transphobic stuff has been first and uh, front and center because they made the cynical calculation that they could, uh, they could do that to trans people and get away with it for the most part, and they did. Um, And so everyone uh, just—that's what the discussion about the marketing campaign was about. It was about this edgy, uh, cynical, uh, manipulative appeal to uh, the you know to to right wing cultural. Uh, shibboleths and 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 that stuff and all of that went away the second that that uh, that these reviewers and these reviewers were you know queer people people of color trans uh, reviewers as soon as they got their hands on the game they said yeah the trans stuff is in there but there's no but that's you know the problem with this game is everything else is all the stuff they weren't showing us. Like that, that right. the game that the game itself, as far as being a cultural
0: signifier, has nothing to say. It's amazing that like it's, it is it is kind of incredible that like it was such like that was the discourse around uh, cyber, pro- cyber cyber project, Cyberpunk 2077. And for like good reason, because they did the assume your gender thing. They did like, you know, they, they, they did. They did all the stuff that that you actually uh, you just said they did. Right. But like. It it's incredible that like that was justifiably the conversation and then all of a sudden it was like, actually though, like let's just talk about what a disaster this game is. Yeah. It, like it would sort of be like if Bubsy three D had some like problematic <laughs> stuff in it, you wouldn't talk about the problematic stuff because you'd just be like, but it's Bubsy 3D. Yeah, like, It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be like, yeah, yeah. Bubsy 3D is like extremely homophobic, but like, let's not go to that. Let's just talk about how bad the game is.
1: Yeah, like, uh, the, All the discussion about the character creator went all the way away because of the overriding top line that the character creator was maybe acceptable for a 2015 game in terms of options, in terms of what it had in there. Like the only the only thing it, like it, that it was like just it was like Saints Row Three had more options going on <laughs> than it did.
0: But um, did, Saint Ro- did Saints Row Three let you have uh, your penis clip out of the front of your jeans?
1: No, no. They, well, maybe. I mean, they they pixelated it. If you remember, like I Saints don't. Row Three could have you naked, but they mm. pixelated the genitalia. So maybe that was they only did that because they couldn't get the dick to stop. <laughs>
0: Lenny and that, Kravitzing I mean, through. Yeah, dreams. that was the that was the hubris of City Project.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they thought they could do it. You know, they thought they could, they couldn't. Um. So no, the conversation just dead shift changed into a discussion about this game not being what it was sold to be. Now part of the problem was these reviewers were playing it without the day one patch. Right, um,
0: and that was a big that that became the 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 basic defense, right? People mm-hmm. who were really invested in this game. This is something we'll come back to. There are people who are extraordinarily invested in this game, uh, and it, it being good and less and less. But th- they're out there, and like one of the big things was okay, fine. Like, do the thi- say what you're going to say, but this is the, not this doesn't have the day one patch. So like, mm-hmm. once we get the day one patch, it's going to be a different game, man. It's going to be totally different. And they were right is the thing, and it didn't change anything.
1: <laughs> like most of the performance issues on PC within a certain set of boundaries went away. Like I am running a uh, an AMD uh, Ryzen 5 2700 uh, and an NVIDIA GTX 1060 6-gigabyte uh, uh, RAM. That mm. is a computer that was top of the line in maybe like 2015, 2016 – and is was acceptable when I put it together in like 2018, and right now is aging out. Mm-hmm. Like this is that is this it is the end of the generation for this hardware that I have. The same way it's the end of the generation for the PlayStation Four. Right. Um, yeah, I mean your your computer and my computer have a lot in common. Yeah, I can run Cyberpunk just fine. Like okay. I, it looks great. I'm using the uh, presets from uh, Digital Foundry. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do great work. I, and it looks great. I, I can't do any of the special 4K. I can't do ray tracing. I can't do DLSS. Doesn't matter to me. It looks great. It runs fine. I don't get a I don't get a a, a stable 60, but I'm you know I'm doing like 40 frames per second most of the time, 40 to 50, mm-hmm. uh, with some 60. And I have not had a single crash desktop in 50 hours. Not a single crash. Nice. And the game's maybe a seven, <laughs> seven out of ten maybe oh
0: no see that's the thing you've been the most positive reviewer i've i've heard on on cyberpunk and that's not that's not i know we've said a lot of bad things about people who have been like committed to this game being good you were not one of those people no and and, but you were also the only person who i talked to who said like it's all right i'm having an okay time with it yeah um like that that's crazy it would be a better game if it had a better ip
1: um, the Cyberpunk 2020 IP is dog shit. Uh, it's, sorry, I mean, I, I know it has fans out there. Uh, I, I ran afoul of a couple of them. You'll be shocked to know that uh, uh, there are some diehards for satire by volume uh, tabletop games from the 80s uh, reading stuff
0: on a Warhammer fan site. <laughs> so this is actually, I didn't, so this is something I didn't realize. Cyberpunk 2077 is based on an IP called Cyberpunk 2020.
1: Yep. Okay. Um, it was written in the late 80s. It was written uh, before the fall of the Soviet Union. So the Soviet Union, I believe, still exists in the world of, 20, of Cyberpunk 2077. They cool. Race. They never talk about it. They never do anything interesting with it, at least not that I've seen yet, Um, because they don't really do anything interesting with anything in this game. Yeah, sure. Uh, But, like, this is just uh, Shadowrun is a better— uh, Oh, Shadowrun. Cyberpunk I mean, Shadowrun's IP. a much better— Syndicate 2012 is a better cyberpunk IP. Deus Ex is a better cyberpunk IP. Mm Help Mirrors Edge is a better cyberpunk IP. Mm -hmm. This, like, this is, there is just pure curdled, like, Gen X bullshit all over this. (laughs) Oh, no. All over this IP. Oh, no. Um, And and it's sort of, it's, it's, uh, person, literally personified in the, um, the, uh, the, the Tyler Durden-esque apparition of Johnny Silverhand. Like, he, like, when I say Tyler Durden, that, that is the role he's performing. He's a hallucination that you see. Oh, is he really? I yes. didn't know that he was a little, That's funny. Um, so, like, he, he, well, it, it, Tyler Durden is the nice way to describe it. The shitty way to describe it is he's like the Joker from Arkham Origins. <laughs> or Arkham Knight. Sorry. Uh, cool. Where he, you know, he just parachutes <laughs> into scenes to talk. Um, and since he's not actually there since he's a hallucination uh there's no dramatic weight to it. he doesn't have to justify anything narrative he's
0: a hallucination
1: yeah 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 uh this is slight spoilers um for the first th- there's an extended prologue to the game uh which you've seen part of if you saw the e three trailer mm-hmm. uh, with that guy jackie yeah the, uh, the, with that with the top the top knot and all that that the, with the man bun uh and that stuff he uh, so cool. the the prologue of the game is that you and this guy uh, and how you know this guy is up to which character origin you choose uh, of the three available. Uh, you get contracted to do this heist, um, and the heist, of course, goes sideways because you have imperfect information. Not and you really. see something you're not supposed to see, which is a bunch of, like, named setting NPCs from the Cyberpunk 2020 splat book, um, you know, killing each other or whatever. Uh, you know, it's stuff that like I I don't know these characters. I don't think they're cool. Like I don't like come to the table thinking that Adam Smasher. Yeah, there's a guy named Adam Smasher. Um, Ugh,
0: that's awful.
1: Uh, the first thing he, the only line of dialogue I've heard from him so far was he he said I looked like fuck meat because uh, I was I was in, I was watching the uh, the mind replay of a uh, a high high priced escort. Um and so he he, he intimated he wanted to rape her. Uh, so that was a great character moment. Obviously, glad, yeah, glad, really no, glad course. I met that guy. Um, the the famous Adam Smasher. Like
0: um, so this Watchmen. heist
1: goes wrong, and you are imbued with this like this deep secret, which is that the head of the most powerful global corp got murdered by his son, who's covering it up. Uh, but more importantly, you stick this chip in your head, which was the thing you were tasked with stealing, and it's uh, like the the ghost program for Keanu Reeves. Oh, okay. Playing Johnny Silverhand, who is this like rock star terrorist? Um, the character sucks. I, I really dislike like divorce from Keanu. I really dislike Johnny Silverhand, who is this like <coughs> nonsense. Um. So he's this punk rocker who made it big and was like a, a worldwide, you know, um, super hit to the point where like his records are everywhere in the game, and like they're they're vinyls and they're characterized as junk because they're so common. When you pick them up, you know they they break down into components because they're worthless because they're mass produced. They're
0: not good. Uh, they're not, don't don't break them down into too many components. <laughs> Just
1: kidding. But you know, like but like Johnny never sold out, man like he never you know he always kept that vibe and he kept that edge he kept that punk and that's why he like he went out by like nuking the uh Arasaka like tower like he went out basically doing like Tyler what Tyler Durden does at the end of um the end of Fight Club wow, in, so in, at, cool. in Delaware <laughs> except he does one nuke instead of blowing up a bunch of skyscrapers um and so you just get these endless, these endless lectures about, like, authenticity. There's an entire side quest where he talks about, like, the DIY aesthetic and, you know, how you had to set up your own club and you had to do all these underground shows. And, man, we need to get my first bootlegs. And, you know, I never sold out. And these kids these days, they never changed shit. You know, what happened to those good old days when everything was, you know, we were fighting for something, man. The corpse the that you ta- won. heard that
0: you said this was uh, Gen X bullshit. It sounds like super, super relevant. Yeah. And if it wasn't Keanu, like Keanu Reeves is probably
1: the least like offensive masculine, tr- I don't want to call him a trope, but like figure to come out of Generation X. Yeah. Um, because like, he was always the wholesome sellout, like jock bullshit guy, to all the that all these guys hated. Um, you know, and, and they thought Dracula was like foo for you know nerds who you know people with advanced degrees who whatever. Keanu was was never their guy. Um, and so he's like the only guy who can actually, I think, play this character without making the character terminally aggravating. Uh, and he's he is just doing Keanu. Like, if you've seen what Keanu is doing in John Wick, uh, if you've seen basically everything he's done in the last ten years, like, okay. that's, that's this Keanu Reeves. He's being Keanu Reeves. If you like Keanu Reeves, there's a lot of Keanu Reeves in this game. Um, I've enjoyed yelling at him. Uh, it's weird because V is like, V's a lib. Um... Which Good. is a very weird character to be playing in a cyberpunk game, but, like, most of the times that you get uh, options to yell at Johnny, it's you to scold him for doing terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, stop doing all this terrorism. Now, you may recall the premise of this game, which is that you're, like, Uber for mass shootings. Yes. You're, you're an Uber you're, you get, you're a gig worker, except you're, the gigs you pick up are going to a place and killing seven people. It might be did. a public place with civilians in it, which you also might kill. Um, so yeah, you're giving lectures to uh, Johnny Silverhand, the terrorist, and making him look cool in 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 that light. Like I've, I've so even he's seen dead. Screen, he's gone, right? I've like, even seen screen caps of, of a V conversation, which I either haven't gotten to or got locked out of with my own choices, where V says uh, is responding to something that says, "Well, not all cops are
0: bastards." Oh, incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. Uh, Perfect. It's amazing. Stuff. Perfect writing. Um, ugh. Well, I, so like, here's the thing, like it it is, it, it seems like a, a really dumb game, but mm-hmm. again, like this is, this is, this is the kind of game that, you know, like you're like, like say fallout four, right. Uh, maybe, maybe the plot of the game isn't the main thing. Maybe it's, maybe it's the base building. Maybe it's what you make of it. So like, is there anything in Cyberpunk before we get to the hilarious like uh nonsense that they have done um in, in the in the most recent couple of days, is there anything in cyberpunk that is like really good? Hmm. No. Nice.
1: Um, so the thing about all right, so to discuss this fully, we have to go back to my to what I said about Fallout 4, and in a larger sense, the discussion of jank. Okay. And jank as distinct from normal bugs. Um, The word has always meant like, sort of like slipshod. I believe it came out of uh, African-American vernacular in the 70s. Shocker, there, you know, that's the community that always uh, is innovating with language and slang in America. Um, But it was eventually repurposed in the late 80s, early 90s to mean like, you know, jury rigged, Um, ill-fitting, improperly working, but not, like, outright detrimental, if that makes sense. Um, And the word came into specific usage for our purposes um, around, I want to say, around the time of uh, not Morrowind, but Oblivion. Uh, Oblivion, I believe, was the first time they really implemented the radiant AI system that makes uh NPCs in the the later two Elder Scrolls games and in Fallout 3 and Fallout 4 and I believe in New Vegas as well uh really go nuts um they wander off they do stupid things they're on set schedules but they can sort of like procedurally run into other people on set schedules and then enter decision trees based on that and that's <laughs> yeah. and the interactions between those AI decisions and the physics engine are what occasionally lead to things like, you know, a horse and cart flying out of the the, the far distance over the trees and crashing into the water water next to you, uh, despite you having done nothing to provoke such a reaction. Correct. Because something at the cell at the other end of the cell that you're loaded into uh, resolved in a certain way. That's what jank is, and it's sort of become this umbrella that more and more uh, reviewers and players who want to maybe forgive a game its sins have sort of, like, started shoving everything under. Like, it's not actually... In my opinion, it's not actually jank if a quest breaks and you can can no longer proceed in it because uh, the door in front of you won't open. Yeah, that's a bad game. That's a bug. That is not jank. That is not the... Interaction of a bunch of procedural systems that you can't QA the shit out of because you can't see every permutation of the design because they're because you know you only have so much time. I I can understand
0: those, it's like the but the other thing about jank and the other thing about like the fun of it, right, is is something Mm -hmm. like um something like Far Cry 4, right, or, or Far Cry 2, the the Far Cry's people like, um. In that, like, you can just be kind of like minding your own business, and a, and a jaguar will maul you, right? Yeah. Like, th- yeah. this is something people like because it, it 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 adds some variety. It adds some like sort of like weird, unexpected quality uh, to the game, and and that makes sense. But like, nothing is weird and unexpected and fun about not being able to finish a quest.
1: Yeah. Um And There's so no way that you, can, you can play that off as as good. That sort of. We we sort of had this discussion. This sort of all came to a head with uh, Fallout seventy six, which I correct think shares a lot of stuff with Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, which is gosh. not 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 something you want to. That's hear not good. That's a, um, that's a rough one. <laughs> honestly, before before the events of the last seventy two hours, I would have still said that Fallout seventy six had the worst launch. Um, now I'm, I don't. I, yeah, I don't know none. if you can.
0: I think I think you have to say that this is worse.
1: Yeah, now, now it is. But you know, before the event that we're going about to talk about, I, I still was willing to give it to Fallout 76. Yep,
0: no, no, I would have too. At this um, point, though, there's no contest.
1: So,
0: so But here's so, the thing.
1: <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 doesn't have jank because Cyberpunk 2077 isn't a game in the lineage of the Bethesda Fallouts or the Bethesda Elder Scrolls games. It doesn't have Radiant AI. The NPCs exist solely as simulacra in your field of vision. Like and they fuck this up from time to time because they're only supposed to despawn them when you're not looking, right? <laughs> but they don't do they don't do that. Like they they mess up, um, and so NPCs will, like it. crowds will merge and meet and people will just wholesale vanish. Um, like you're watching two transporter rooms butt up against each other in Star Trek. Um, and, like, there's, so there's no Radiant AI. The NPCs, exi- like, named NPCs, to the extent, extent that they exist, uh, are motionless in the world. Um, they're in their shop, or they're standing at their objective marker, or you get to an objective marker and you, pre- and you like, press X to wait, and then they show up. Um, every, one, every unnamed NPC is a empty shell, like a mesh just moving through the world to give mm-hmm. it a uh, character. Yeah. Now, that's fine, like but that's like like this is this is no more impressive than what like the original Watch Dogs did in yeah. terms of scale and scope. That makes sense. And sure. and, and this extends to the quote-unquote AI in driving. I I posted a, a tweet about this earlier today. There's a fun test you can do to see how stupid the AI drive uh, and simple the AI driving is in uh, an open world game you're playing. Uh, you take a motorcycle, you take a two-lane road, you park it, um, that motorcycle on the center on the the, the double lanes, uh, the double lines in the middle. Like,
0: okay. Uh, like the, the Philadelphia style.
1: That's yeah. what we do. And if the line is going twelve six, uh, like on a clock, you park the bike at one seven. So you got okay. one wheel slightly in one lane, one wheel slightly in the other. Go do something. Come back. Have you caused a endless traffic jam? If you have. Your game does not have anything but the most rudimentary basic driving AI, and that is what Cyberpunk 2077 has. Really? Uh, you just get these – you get long lines of cars who have stopped in their lanes because the, the AI just looks at the lane, tries to see if there's anything in it, and if there is something in it, it stops, and there, there's no other tree to branch to.
0: Right? That sounds, like, that, that sounds like, like, a, uh, like a
1: PS2 game. Um, yeah it's it's San Andreas like yes. this is like San andreas type stuff um so you, you put the, the the bike bicycle in the middle of the road you just wait and of course there's this clearance on every side like they're they they the bike is nowhere near their bumpers but they'll sit there forever oh. um <laughs> that's awful until they despawn at least so that's, I mean, that that um, sucks that's yeah uh it's it's not great like they promised a huge open world, and it is huge. And and what did they, they give us? But it does not have any of the things that people imagined a game like this, the, the game that was supposed to be this. I, I have conflicting opinions on how much blame to directly place on CD Projekt Red because like, there have been press releases that I consider criminally fraudulent. Basically, anything yeah. that Peter knew has ever promoted, I think that man should have been hauled into court and at best fined, like especially for black and white and especially for the first Fables game. Yeah, that like makes the, sense. The, the, the difference in the bill of goods that was sold on the first Fable game and what was delivered, <laughs> the man should be in jail. Um I mean, not, I mean, I'm not it. Nah. but figuratively speaking, the man should Screwed. be injured. You're done. Um, and I don't think that's the case here, but they removed a whole lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they removed uh, wall running and traversal stuff that was supposed to make the city a lot more vertical, and that means that you can't design vertically either, obviously. Right, sure. Uh, it means you can't have you know a, a second city above it. You know, Midgar style or something. Hell, Final Fantasy 7 is a better cyberpunk IP than this bullshit. <laughs> um, it took out the multiplayer. Obviously, the multiplayer is 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 going to even is apparently it's going to be a a follow up product, the same way that Grand Theft Auto yeah. Online was, the same way that uh, Red Dead Online was. Um, but it, that was supposed to be in the game at launch. Um, uh, Reddit Reddit poster says. Have taken to cataloging very uh, significantly the stuff that appeared to have been promised in you know blog updates and on in Twitter releases and, and trailers and stuff like that. Uh, like it seems like there should be a faction system in the game, but there isn't. Um, oh. It seems like uh, that's a bummer. Like, yeah, it, it the the emails are weird. Like um, if when you when you access someone's computer. They usually have three emails. One's the plot email you need to read, and two are one of, like, 20 spam messages. Like, they've got up, like, 20 generic spam messages in the game, and they shove two of them at random in each computer. That, like, that hasn't been how you're allowed to handle email since, like, Deus Ex Human Revolution, (laughs) <laughs> like DXHR at least had computers with email accounts that were talking to each other. Right. 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 Uh, this is just like. It's just. It's
0: just. It's like a. It's, it's like a.
1: It's like the. Like yeah. Game. This development started in 2012, 2013, and it's like at that point they took their favorite systems from all the games that were big then. I, uh, like Destiny or whatever and just sort of shoved them into one design dock with no clear idea of how those games were going, how those those um, mechanics were going to interact and also no concern about, like, how that game's going to feel to play because they're not doing mm-hmm. anything new. They're not doing anything innovative. They're not even doing, like, old stuff interesting. <laughs> Like the gun, Man. like the 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 destiny, the
0: loot mechanics, and the suck shit, yeah, um. no, it sounds. I mean, like uh, yeah, yeah right. we gotta get we gotta get to that stuff because it's so funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it it's it's frustrating, right? Like, it's frustrating mm-hmm. to see because it seemed like it would be great based on a number of different things. Um, you know, you could you could not be interested in it or be interested in it I was kind of on record as sort of being over it a lot of people weren't and and like that's okay like i think i think it's perfect it was perfectly reasonable to be hyped for this game um it it is extremely disappointing that this is where it ended up for so yeah. many different reasons um, i think one of the main reasons is because like it it feels like you look at it and you're like okay so like what you ask yourself like where did the time go right mm-hmm. like it took this long to make where did the time go and then you know you i think it in people's initial Thought is to say like um well it's uh you know the time the the time was wasted by the devs or like you know it was important it was poorly managed or whatever and and there's probably something very true to the poorly managed part but like you also then say like okay so who suffers for this and of course it's the devs who had to do crunch of course it's the the people who had to like rush to get this game done and and you look at it and like there are design flaws that could have been fixed in like a white paper Like, you could have written up a better system for this and not had the people execute the bad one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll I'll say something
1: positive. The best... When this game feels good, and when this game feels well-designed, it feels like an open-world Deus Ex game from the the new Deus Exes. Deus Ex, Human Revolution, and Mankind Divided. Um, For instance, there's there's a mission at one point where you have to sneak into a warehouse. Um... This, this is a plot mission. This is like – if this had been a procedurally generated type mission, then we might have something truly interesting on our hands here. Like the idea of a system, of like a scenario building, like a like a, a GM or storyteller, like a tabletop GM or storyteller in the game working behind the scenes as an algorithm to put together procedurally generated Deus Ex like facilities slash encounters on the fly, which have, you know, the front door entrance, the side door entrance, the way through the pipes, the way through, you know, platforming onto the roof, you know, the stealth entrance, the, the way to talk yourself in. If there was – if they had – and I think people were expecting something like this.
0: Yeah. Um, if they well, had they constantly up, if, talked about up about how, like, how innovative CD Project Red was. I mean that was, like, the idea, right? Like they were innovators. They, always, yeah. they were always getting better in, like – Right. If they had that procedural generation and that genera- – even if that generation
1: did start to feel a bit stale after uh, four or five iterations, that – just the, just its existence as a proof of concept would have gotten your foot in the door. So Absolutely. what I'm describing right now is a boutique uh, developer setup plot mission, not something that you'll be doing a lot out in the world in general. Um, but – you go up to this warehouse. You scan around because you've got, you know, the, the Batman vision that every one of these games has now, where you know, uh, you pre- you hold down left bumper to highlight the stuff the devs want you to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you see the trucks. All right, there's trucks arriving in the warehouse regularly, so you can hijack a truck and drive in and fast talk your way in. Um, there's uh, there's these boxes up against the fence. Uh, you can jump those, but they, you know when you come down the other side, you're out in the open, kind of exposed. Uh, there's the front guard tower. You can just run in the front door, but if you scan, you see there's turrets there, and they'll mm. pop out and they'll shoot at you. So either you find a way to deal with the turrets and go on through the front door, you shoot your way through, or you try it and you die. Um, <laughs> there's a there's a bridge. Uh, a walkway over the street that is heavily guarded with soldiers. But if you time their patterns, you know, and, and look at where they're looking, you can stealth by them and into the warehouse. And I did none of those. What I did is I would installed the double jump in my legs. So <laughs> instead of having to platform in over that, that those boxes and jump into the main warehouse yard where I'd be exposed, I just ran around the back of the warehouse. And since now my legs allowed me to jump higher than, Uh, than just one jump, I could get onto the roof of the warehouse and and circumvent all of the solutions that the game had handed me. And that is the mark of where this game could have been great. Like, you hand me five different solutions to this problem, and I say, fuck you, and find my own. Right, sure. That is just a glimmer of, of where this game could have been doing something. Because not even Deus Ex uh, Human uh, – at its best, Deus Ex Human Revolution had like one or two moments like that maybe. Um, but it was pretty prescribed because it wasn't an open world. Right. So like I didn't – I used parts of the the map that weren't actually part of the warehouse portion of the map to get in. Like I used the building next door to jump over from. Like it, okay. I, I didn't use the, the, the scenario at all. I used the greater, wider world, and that was really fucking cool. And that's the only time I've had that moment in mm. forty-five else has been like to fifty hours prescribed. of gameplay. Yeah. Ugh. Um,
0: so yeah, let's uh, talk about what happened in the last seventy-two hours. Yeah. So uh, I, I think the big thing is um, the uh, the game got delisted from uh, Sony's website from Sony's, Sony's website, Sony's, Sony's store from the PlayStation. Yeah, like, honestly, store. kind of unheard of. But Uh, it
1: didn't get unlisted because of its quality. No. At all. What it got delisted because of is because of what CD Projekt Red did about 12 hours before it was removed from that store. Go ahead. When they told all their fans who were angry about how the PS4 version was performing that what they should do is go ask Sony for a refund. (laughs) <laughs> now, if you're not familiar with Sony Interactive Entertainment's uh, refund policy, the refund policy is, fuck you. The uh, repel, rep, um, refund policy explained in detail is, uh, fuck you, if you ask again, we're not going to do it. Like you get uh, The way it's been described to me is, if you get past like, the first two layers of customer support, and you get to a manager, you will get a lifetime one refund. Like one refund per account That's or per card. They will not do it again. Wow, And If you charge back, they will ban you, obviously <laughs> like that banning people from storefronts to charge back is you know the normal thing, but the the swear uh, the uh, the Sony interactive entertainment refund policy is to go fuck yourself, yeah. Now, you can imagine how happy Sony was, therefore, to have CD Projekt Red go, look, guys, we shouldn't have released the game for the PlayStation in its current state. We hear you. We see you. We understand you. Very Biden messaging. It
0: is Biden. From, yeah, no, you're absolutely uh, right. Yes.
1: Project Red. And what you can do
0: to make this right is go bother these guys. <laughs> now, I actually didn't know that. I thought I thought it was delisted because it ran – so bad that, that well, Sony it did. just couldn't it have did, it did. But the, Sony the... Sony was more than willing to certify it
1: Sony was more than willing to because they had to know about how bad it was before it went up on that store oh, true enough. because yeah. it has to be certified for these consoles before it can go out and it was certified both for the Xbox One and for the PlayStation 4 um And so what had to have happened was, you know, Sony's testers or whoever does the testing – I assume it's probably a third-party company uh, getting lucrative contracts off of it because that's just how our economy works these days. Yes. Uh, Is they they put together a list of all the the bugs, all the problems that the game has running on the PS4 that need to be fixed before certification can happen. And CD Projekt Red comes back and applies for waivers on those. It says, look, there will be a day one patch. Um, we need to go to gold now we need to get this in a state we need to get the you know the the the, 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 the copy of the game that's going to be on the servers up there now you know it's just not realistic for us to go back and especially like I, I get, there are probably discs like this g- game does exist in a physical edition so they have to print those discs too uh, and the expectation is that by the time that the game is released CD project well red will have done the, the work to make those bugs that they applied uh for sony to ignore whole and they won't be an issue anymore right and generally that seems to have worked out most times and frankly i think it would still work out here i think that if cd project red doesn't decide that they're the ones setting sony's uh refund policy um because cd project red's executives came out like hours later and said actually no please uh don't bother sony about this don't bother (laughs) but the damage was already done yeah of course um, so Sony put out their release, and you'll notice in their release the absence of any language about like working with uh, CD Projekt Red on this. Um, a whole, it's a whole lot of "it has been decided" and um, uh, apparently because of that, uh, that you know, very very terse language. Um, and, and this isn't just me noticing this. I'm more or less uh, recapitulating with Jeff uh today, uh
0: today on today on yeah. Marvel, when are you? Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm. Now, doing, now I'm just right, gonna own think. you for no reason. You're, um, we're on the same team, and I'm just gonna. Well, no, I'm, cut what, you what I'm doing down. is I'm
1: providing a citation, which means it's not plagiarism. <laughs> um, and you know, he, but he's been doing this a lot longer than I have, and his he had the same reaction to this, which was uh, that CD project uh, that Sony and CD Project Red are not on the same page on this, and that Sony is uh, performing discipline, that this is a disciplinary measure. Wow. Um, and that is why I believe nothing actually is going to fundamentally change. I don't believe that this is, that this was a uniquely broken product. I don't believe that this is a sign that finally the gamers have had enough and have made their voices heard. Oh, no, I I don't think that's the case at all. Come on. I don't, I don't believe that, you know, this is going to make the industry release better or more finished games in the future. This delisting, I think, is pure corporate discipline. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the game will be back um, for the PS5 launch in February when do the game you think, comes out for do PS5. Do you think the
0: PS4 uh, um, game is going to ever come back?
1: Yes. Really? Yep. Hmm. Uh, I would assume it'll be back, hell, probably sooner rather than later. Um, but definitely by the time the PS5 version drops. Interesting. Uh, if you notice all these refunds, um, the re- they're like a timed window. <laughs> like, uh, you have until, like, the end of Business Monday to apply for refunds for the game, um, which is going to be fun because a lot of people are going to be getting this for Christmas as gifts. Yeah. Um, and they're going to have a chance to – it's not like like there's any – like, the major fixed pa- uh, patches that they're promising are coming in January and February. Like, and what, are you, what, if, what if those don't come? Like, what if after the January patches it's still bullshit? Right. You know? Yeah, what if? Um,
0: I, I, I imagine that that could very much be the case. So, you know, I am I am very
1: skeptical uh, of this being any kind of watershed moment in any direction, really. Uh, oh, yeah. No, same. I mean, realistic. let me
0: be clear. I don't think – let me be clear. Uh, I do not think uh, – I do not think anything's about to change as a result of this. Yeah. I do think it is extremely funny, though. Yes. Oh, you know, it's hilarious. I and, and like, that. it's tough, right? Because, like, it is very funny it is not funny for the devs that had to spend this much time making no. this like it's funny that cd project red's executives fell on their face after all of their oh we don't do we don't do uh, crunch we do like extended hours and like oh like we didn't mean to do like a, a racism it was uh, it's our it's our like polish wit that you don't understand like mm. yeah of course, we're rooting for those people to fail, but like uh, uh, you know, the the I
1: mean, those people just can't fail,
0: though. Like, it's not possible, of course. Cor- yeah, fail. well, of course, that's the other. They're the ones but... that are going to get paid first. They've sure, you know, but but that's why it's funny. The the four devs who like spent all their time and sanity making this thing right. I, you know, heart goes out to them. That's horrible. Um, they probably knew it wasn't going to be the game they wanted it to be very early on, um, mm-hmm. and they just had to keep pushing ahead. And that is the worst feeling in the world. Um, I mean, I'm still
1: with an eight-year dev cycle, which I'm pretty sure didn't start for, like, four of those years. But this feels like a game that if it didn't get formally scrapped and restarted,
0: like, it, like, got ship of Theseus to hell. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I mean, look, like, I'm just saying, like, the the people who were there at the end, right, like, who who had been working on it most recently Mm -hmm. and had a vision of what this game would, would do. Probably were like, you know what? I bet I bet I bet we could do something really special like I bet we can do something good. I bet a lot of them did believe in the product like because a lot of people do believe in, in the products they they do right like mm-hmm. that's that's not uncommon and and you know it's, it's a little corny but you know that's well, how it's people... becoming less common. but probably. it's how but it's how people it's how people exist and and, and manage in the world, right like yep. it is it is hard to manage in the world if you just think the, pe- the thing you're working on is always a piece of garbage. Um, it's, why Madden, it's a very serious reason why Madden devs don't last very long Yeah, exactly, No, for sure And like, I am sure the people at Project Red I don't know them, I'm not, I'm not saying I do But I would bet dollars to donut holes That they were proud of this And like proud of what it could be and, and wanted it to be great, and it's not And that sucks Like When I say it's funny that cyberpunk is like And, and the bugs and all that like I don't mean to, to begrudge these people I feel very um, bad for them Mm-hmm. I think I think it's it's a it's a it's a real shame. That said, um I think it's very funny the kinds of bugs that are coming up. I think yeah. they are hilarious. Uh I think they should be talked about. Um my favorite and I, maybe you can do your favorite after this unless we have mm-hmm. the same favorite is uh one I just sent you where um game files become corrupted if you uh files become corrupted if you um do too much uh if you if you get too much loot basically yeah
1: like, I've seen this one that all right so what's going on here is uh, game files have a max size of eight megabytes uh, if it gets larger than eight, eight megabytes it is permanently corrupted now uh, when you when you launch your game your first autosave in the tutorial for whichever path you choose uh, is going to be 1.2 megabytes uh, I have been doing I have been picking up every item in the game I have been crafting and looting um, a significant amount I, am, I have gotten the size of my save file to, I just checked it we're on the air, uh, 3.1 megabytes. Okay. So I know people no, are doing like item duplications and stuff. Yeah. There's a
0: glitch, right? There's this an is, item this, duplication yeah, glitch. The
1: people who are hitting this, this maximum. Are people who are uh, using mods or like doing industrial size crafting with speed ups and glitches and stuff?
0: Okay, fine. Which but doesn't make it any- make CDPR's response any less funny. The response is what's so funny. <laughs> like, okay, you know, broken stuff, whatever. Um, they responded by saying, "Hey, you guys are using this glitch," which is really funny because, of course, the glitch is there because mm-hmm. you you did it. Like, <laughs> it's it's not my fault that the glitch is here. Um, but the other really funny thing, of course, is um, the fact that it's a. They they said like basically, hey, look, um, I'm sorry that you had this glitch. I'm sorry this happened to you. Um, we'll fix it. Uh, what you're going to have to do is load an old save and stop yep. picking up so much stuff. Stop doing what you're doing. Uh, the the save can never be fixed. And once we fix the glitch, uh, your save will still be broken. So yep. um, the fix go is... pound rocks. The fix is uh, restart. Yeah, the and, fix is uh, don't do that so much. It's, yeah. it's, it is it's literally the doc, it hurts when I do this, then don't do that solution.
1: It is the funniest sort of uh, closing, which is, um, you know, it, which is like a version of working as intended, where yes. the, 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 you know, uh, work around, do not do this, Close, uh, you know, uh,
0: complaint ticket closed, uh, won't fix. Very um, funny. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's what's so funny about it. It's like... This is a problem that is comically bad. Mm -hmm. Like you should not have a game. The thing about so you can do this, you can do this
1: to your Skyrim file too. Uh, It's a bit harder, but you can do it. Um, In mostly the same way, the item duplication glitches are taking your life into your own hands. There is an aspect to this where it's like I can sort of see their their side, where it's like, what do you think we're doing right now? Yeah. What do you think are the issues that we are handling right now with this game? And, you know, it's it's not issues that have to do with, sorry, I abused the, uh, uh, a, a known bug to bloat my save file to 8 megabytes. Like, there are larger fires that CD Projekt Red is putting out.
0: Though. Yeah, sure. But on the other hand... Item duplication glitches have been around since, like, Final Fantasy VII like, yep. and before. Like, you, that's – I I remember the – the. It, I mean, the item duplication glitch in Final Fantasy Seven was, like, stupidly easy to exploit. You just mm-hmm. select an item and then deselect it again and again and again and again. <laughs> you have, you know, 99 Mega Elixirs and you can go fight Ruby Weapon. But, like, you know, like the – that never broke your file. Like, that's the uh, thing, right? There were ways – like, all right, so that never broke your file,
1: but the Pokémon – glitches where because you're fucking with the with the random access memory with the, with okay. the
0: memory buffer but again, you can like, break your game pretty badly with that you could but I, I mean at that point you're getting into like experimental territory of yeah. like okay can i catch missing no like you know yeah. what you're doing at that point with uh, this like I, I don't know i guess there's a sense of they knew what they were doing but at yeah, the same point i feel
1: like these people have taken their lives
0: into their own hands
1: uh yeah, if, if you're if you're, you're gonna know. wander into this wilderness you know what? You know you know what kind of game
0: CD, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is. Well, that's true. That's a fair point. I just I just think it's very funny to say like I'm sorry we can't fix this, yeah. uh, and we never can fix it, and we never will. <laughs> yeah, it's sorry your games are forfeit. Um, yeah. restart.
1: Choose some different options with Kiana next time. Very funny. Um, uh, my favorite glitch is I saw this just before it came on. Uh, did you ever see the Ascension of the Jackdaw <laughs> video, viral video from the launch of uh, Assassin's Creed Four? Uh, I don't think so. All right, so the way that this... You can Google it if uh, you're listening to this and you haven't seen it. I'm going to describe it uh, beforehand uh, for the listeners, though, and for Trev. Uh, It starts on a dock. So the the Black Flag is the one where they introduce the ships, right? Yeah, Yeah. So the jackdaw is the ship you have in that game. It starts you on one of the docks on one of the islands in the Caribbean. Um, And the player character is staring out at the water, and there is just this hole in the water. It's like the water... Like, where the ship should be, there is just this outline of water going straight down into the, into, the, the, into the earth. Like, this waterfall of, like, just the water going over the edge. But it's obviously, like, a glitch because the water texture is stretching. It's not like water is being animated falling into a void. Right, yeah. That would um, be cool. And there are, like, there are, like, a couple sailors floating in the air screaming. <laughs> like, they're doing the falling. Like, so when you destroy an enemy ship in that game... Uh, you break the masts, and um, any sailors who are up in the riggings are animated falling off and screaming to their deaths. In the yeah, water. sure, of course. So you've got a couple sailors doing that, in, but they're like stuck in midair, like they're not actually falling; they're just stuck in the falling animation. Okay. And and their arms are out, so it looks sort of like their crew's being like like they're doing the Christ pose. <laughs> and after staring at them for a couple seconds, these sailors begin rising into the air. Oh my god. Slowly. And more sailors begin rising from the void, like from below the sea level, out from the sh- cuz these are all the sailors on the jackdaw. Right. And they're rising and screaming into the sky. Oh my god. Like just like 20, 20 to 30 guys, all at different very uh levels of uh, coming out of different, like, and, and they're like they're moving away from the ship as they do so, so they're spreading out as they go into the su- into the into the sky. Absolutely perfect. And then, as as they disappear, the ship comes into view, rising from the deep, and then just comes up to to water level and stops perfectly still. Everything looks normal. The, wow! You know the, the the sailors have ascended to heaven, and the video ends with uh, our player just jumping on the ship like normal, taking control. Um, so there was a version like that where um, let me see if I can credit the person properly. Uh, at Chrono Katie um, uh, doesn't believe that I don't believe she's she's with a publication, okay. um, but she's, she's driving along. <laughs> Uh, just a stretch of road in, in Night City. And suddenly there's like it, – it's like she crashes. Not the game crashes, but the motorcycle she's driving crashes, and she enters a loading screen. Oh, no. Um, a really quick loading screen uh, after it makes like the you've crashed your bike noise. Oh, no. And when it finishes loading, she is miles up in the air. It had to <laughs> load because it because it moved her – the maximum number of cells up the y-axis, so that she can see the edges of all the map, and uh, and Night City spread out below her, and she's still going up as 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 the video ends, um, just you know ascending into heaven. Uh, those are the ga- Those are
0: the, those are the bugs I can respect. Those are the bugs I like. Those are funny. Yes, yeah. absolutely. The one where you're talking uh, to Jackie in the car and he gives you your gun and you point it directly at your face the mass effect andromeda yes very um, funny one, very funny uh
1: backwards guns i mean they're the most famous ones are the common ones uh there's texture pop-ins that are hideous because low the 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 long distance textures make people look like they're like people say they they look like PlayStation one models, but that's not the case they look like like some kind of like demon monster of themselves. <laughs> Because they've still got uh, the correct like, there's still some high res to them. It's just that like their face is five blocks, like five facets of a of a of a polygon, um, and you know in the in the right next to you. Now I I have been able to avoid most of these. This is most common on the consoles where the game just basically doesn't run. Mm. Uh, uh, usually I don't, my pop-in you know, gets rid of those, but there are some very funny pictures of what uh, Johnny Silverhand looks like in this mode. Um, uh, he's been photoshopped onto N64 boxes a couple times. Then um, <laughs> there's the T-posing. Uh, the T-posing is very funny because the way this specific glitch works, everything from the neck up continues to operate just fine. Naturally. It's just the, the, the body doesn't work. Uh, so you'll come up to someone who's T-posing in the club and floating like a hideous revenant who's been crucified in the thin air. And they'll, you know, and from the neck up, they're fine. So the, they'll just look at you and go, what the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Um, there's your normal, um, you know, shit flying out of the air from nowhere. Like, they do get a couple good physics uh, fuck yous in. Of cars, you know, exploding of nowhere. There's there's a funny one uh, where a guy gets car bombed, but I think that's scripted. Uh, the oh. funny thing about it is that as soon as the explosion happens, they um, they uh, put the Irish flag over it and uh, <laughs> some, some IRA music. That's um,
0: good. I like that. You know.
1: So yeah, I mean, there's there's funny glitches. Um, a lot of them have to do with you know moving the player character around in weird ways, moving physics objects around in weird ways. Uh, the lack of of any real AI. Here's the thing: they keep they keep the the current line is that the reason the AI is fucked is because of the bugs. That's what normal. They say.
0: No, normal thought, yeah, sure. I don't course. believe them.
1: I don't think there is any AI. Absolutely not. <laughs> if there was AI of any you know real nature, we would have a lot funnier behavioral bugs instead of the, them all being physics glitches. Sure, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I've enjoyed my time with it. Uh, I, I've been lucky that I haven't, you see, I, yeah, Paid I, for it. No, uh, yeah, I mean, we spent money on it. <laughs> uh, I did spent personally money spend money on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I do mean it when I say I've enjoyed my time with it because I believe that you can enjoy a seven out of ten game, even if it's not doing anything new. Uh, there are some, there are some decent moments with the NPCs. I uh, like Pan Am, um, uh, as usual. Um, Who's But she's, she's one of the uh, romance options, um, and I'm playing a female character, which annoys me uh, because she's straight. Um, uh-huh. And I, I haven't and I run into up the, with you. I'm, I'm, I haven't run into the straight male uh, to the to the to the guy that I can that my my uh, character can fuck. But I'm pretty sure, given how um, obnoxious every other man in the game is so far, uh, that I will just go with the uh, with the female love interest Judy. Um, for this character, and at least. But wait, uh, isn't
0: isn't wait? You just said your character's straight.
1: Right?
0: No, Pan
1: Am's straight. Oh, Pan Am is straight. Yeah, okay. I thought you meant um, your character was straight. No, no, like, that is a weird I choice. Mean, um, no, I mean, no, I, my character's always bisexual. Or uh, what is it? Called? Uh, my character's sexuality are always is always aligned with I want to fuck the NPC I like the most, or I find the most whose content I find the most interesting. I don't and think Pan that that's Am a like
0: sexual preference.
1: Yeah. I, I think Pan. Am, uh, it, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm shepherd sexual. I guess is is what we call. it Okay, yes, video that's games. probably correct. Um, and you know, Pan. Am, it's funny because Pan Am is one of the nomad characters. So most of her content happens outside the city. Um, frankly, I, I kind of it, the driving is the driving is fucking terrible in this game. Mm-hmm. But it's more tolerable outside the city where you're not running into other cars or anything. Honestly, I kind of would have wanted to see most of this game take place in, like, you know, a Mad Max – because the the wastelands of uh, California, because this game takes place in California, uh, are basically, like, sort of like a, a briefly sketched out, impoverished, hellhole Mad Max situation. I like it. Like, what if, what if Mad Max but um, federal SWAT teams would just come in and fucking annihilate you if you actually tried to start a Bandit Kingdom? That sort of <laughs> stuff. Um, God. God. And everything, and like half the half the terrain is like giant wastelands of consumer electronics, uh, and refrigerators and stuff like that. Um, so I, I honestly find that stuff a lot more interesting than, than tooling around in uh, Night City, whose aesthetics I find. Um, Night City is very boring. It. Yeah, I mean it. It's. I appreciate some aspects of it, which is that it's completely horrifically violently opposed to any form of mass transit mm-hmm. or pedestrian life like it is a car it's a city for cars and those cars are going to hurt and kill you and there is no way to be safe as a pedestrian in this city which is made for cars it's sort of like a um, exaggerated version of all of the worst excesses of American city design in the last. 70 years ever since the post-war sure. uh, okay. boom uh, and, and t- i don't know how intentional that is it seems pretty intentional um but i i do actually i appreciate i'll say that aspect of its design uh but that doesn't mean it's fun to look at um it's not <laughs> fun to drive around in obviously because it's one it's city driving and two the driving fucking sucks like yeah. it handles like shit it's like a, you're, you're a drunk driver underwater <laughs> um
0: that sounds good it that, sounds
1: like driver the game except yeah. worse <laughs> yes um, but yeah now there, there's some NPCs NPCs I like uh, there's some I, I enjoy engaging a couple of the systems. It's a game I'll, I'll probably just keep turning on playing a couple hours and turning off that sort of thing hmm. um, until I beat it and I can just delete it but as soon as I beat it, I'm deleting it off the hard drive. Um, so
0: it's not a, it's not a witcher 3 scenario no
1: um, I've already moved on to the next game I'm reviewing uh, for the site. I'm going to do a retrospective on uh the Star Wars Fallen Order Jedi game.
0: No, I'm sorry. You're actually doing Warhammer
1: uh They need to fucking put out more Warhammer games. My bo- you know, we we're, we're, I haven't covered one in a while because that none of them have come out because of COVID. It's um, uh
0: you're covering Warhammer uh s- Space Madness. Space Well, that is that that's sort of what the franchise
1: is about. Yes. Space Madness. Um uh Dark Tide, I believe, is going to be the name of that game. Sure. Uh, but yeah, no, I've already moved on to the next game I'm covering for that part of it, and I didn't, like, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, you know, it didn't make me feel sad to put the game,
0: to put Cyberpunk aside. Hmm. Like, you know. I mean, that's, like, the worst possible thing a AAA uh, company can hear from yeah. from someone who is reviewing their game that, like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't care. It was fine to put it aside, like... I played it as long as I had to for the work I had to do. Um, played it a little bit
1: more today in preparation for this uh, discussion. Uh, we'll see how much more I play in the future, but, uh, you know, it's one of these I'm not making myself any promises.
0: I think what's funny about about this, too, is, like, that's not so unlike um, a lot of AAA games, right? Where, like, mm-hmm. the especially—I'm thinking of, like, Death Stranding, right? Which, like— I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was a fun game. Um, it was also absolutely a game I put down uh, and then haven't picked up since. It was like yep. I beat it. Uh, it was fun enough. I did all the sort of side stuff. I, there was other stuff I could have done within the game itself. I could have, you know, messed around and gotten, you know, a couple different things or seen more of the world or whatever. Um, and I just didn't. And I, yeah. it was done. And that's that's a lot. of. I mean, like I said, that's a lot of triple a development now and that's that's okay that happens right but it's wild to think about a game where like not only is it that like within the understanding of yeah okay like at the end of these games we're just done it's, it doesn't mm-hmm. last forever it's not like something i'm going to come back to it's not you know life-changing it, it's that and then also like and um i just have no fun playing this at all i just i don't want to do it anymore
1: yeah i mean yeah that's where we are seven out of ten Brutal. Stick, stamp it, stick it
0: out of the door. And I am one of the more positive reviewers in that space. Yeah, I mean that's like what's fascinating about that review, uh, John, is that like it, it, uh, it for for a brief moment, I was a little disappointed that I hadn't just like bought this game on PS4 when it was listed, so I could see how bad it was. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah. And it, like it, I, if if I was having it paid for by the company or, or by the site, you know, I, it briefly occurred to me that the. uh you know, the the because the the way maybe if I was less scrupulous, it should have gone is I'd say, oh, buy me the PS4 version first, so I could you know, see how that goes, and then come back and say, ah, oh, if we want to do a review on this, it has to be on PC. Right. But no. No. Like I don't. Uh, good job caring about the company you work for, John. Yeah. What have I told you? Also, like you know, there's the outside possibility that
0: <laughs> getting the PS4 version could have bricked my console. So. Well, okay. Uh, yeah. That that's also a pretty funny uh, <laughs> funny glitch. I had come to think of it. Um, but yeah, like I, what's so weird about this, right? Like what's so, what's so hard to believe about this game and a, a game with such hype is that I just don't see people, I don't see it having any sort of lasting impact. I mean, I, again, I don't think this means like all of a sudden, you know, game studios are going to do something different. I, you know, I don't want to make fun of people who do think this. Cause uh, you know, I, 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 admire their positive, my positivity. Right. But like, I don't think, you know, people who are like, "Oh, I can't wait to see what all the what all the uh, devs who uh, leave CD Projekt Red are going to do now." Like, they're going to make like a, an incredible studio, but probably not. Like, they'll probably they'll probably do good things, and maybe they'll make a good a good studio. But like, assuming you're going to get any sort of revenge and like it's going to be li- you know living well or whatever, I I don't see that happening. I see I see CD Projekt Red continuing to uh, produce kind of you know, whatever stuff. Some of it will be good, some of it will be bad. They won't ever be, like, the darling they were after Witcher 3, but whatever. Um, I mean, they're all gonna get fat, fat stacks. I mean,
1: these these refunds are just, like, a drop in the bucket compared, like, the PC version isn't being refunded. Yeah. Uh, they they have already made back their budget. They've already made back, probably, they've, they've made back their development budget. I'm not sure if their number includes their PR budget, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they made back that too, and at least uh, according to the company, they've told their devs that they're honoring the uh, ninety Metacritic rating bonuses. Um, it's not getting that there. I'll promise. Well, that's the thing. When they just said they were going to honor it, it was actually still at ninety on Metacritic for the PC. Good lord! Like you know, it's like thanks what? for doing what you said you were going to do anyway. Um, nightmare. But yeah, so I mean, I think everyone's getting their money out of this and the sure. money is being distributed the way it is in capitalist systems, which is
0: uh, a larger conversation. But like, um, look, like I, 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 like, I think like the feel good moment for people and, and again, Schreier pointed this out. I, 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 people have heard enough of my opinions on Schreier. Um But like, you know, Schreier pointed this out and he was like, wow, people I, I've heard, like I've heard from people who would know that at this meeting, like, uh you know the 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 devs were asked like why did we rush this why did we do this all this crunch if it was going to be garbage or whatever and it's like yeah like go devs like you should leave and do your own thing it's going to be so much better and like i admire the um optimism that goes into that um mm-hmm. i also know that um from talking to people who've done it and from you know people who have talked to me that that developing outside of the AAA space is um it's it's hard like it it's 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 a lot of work uh and a lot of that work is um making sure you have funding (laughs) and you know it's just it's it's not so easy to just say like and and not to say you shouldn't try and not to say that i don't admire if they do it that i won't support what they're doing unless you know it's just they they leave and they're like we created um a video game where you get to be hitler 2 or something like that right i
1: mean all they need to do is leave their jobs um buy a house in the suburbs outside the city or, or get one from their parents um, and uh, just make one of the best games of all time, of the, certainly of its console generation. That's what Supergiant did. Easy peasy. Just, you know, easy, easy. out a bastion.
0: Extremely easy. Yeah, make a bastion. You'll be good to go. Uh, yeah, and, it's... Then make two
1: boutique games and then follow up, uh, make your fourth game an even better game than bastion. Yeah, just, it's
0: simple. It's fine. Simple it's The game's easy, Harry. Um, yeah, it. I don't know. Like, it is... I, I get why people say it, right? And it's the same reason people say a lot of the sort of, like, feel-good uh, communist socialist stuff on Twitter um, that annoys me for the same reason, which is that, like, it just is not that easy. Like, life's not that easy. Life's not that simple. Um, and well, you're I mean, there's also –
1: there's nothing socialist or communist about becoming a small business owner, no, <laughs> which is what course, you're talking about. Of if course you're, not, you know, except, in except
0: the small business of no cartridge audio. Yes. No small businesses, only small business owners. Um but yeah, I mean, like it is. It is. It's not cool to, you know. It's cooler to be like a group of devs doing. Uh, you could be a collective, like, um, like Scott Benson's mm-hmm. group, or like the, uh, like the, the Disco Elysium uh, people. Yeah, or the, or the. Um, I didn't know they were a collective, but that makes sense. Studio um and then um, or the uh, 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 Dead Cells people. Yeah. Um, so maybe I mean maybe it can be cool to to do that. But like, I mean, look, it's not. I know that everyone thinks that the instant you divorce the art from the capital, all you're going to get is extremely dope art all the time. And the 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 sad thing is, you might get it eventually, but it's going to take a lot longer because they are not going to have the funding that you you think they will. Yep.
1: Yeah. And it's you're never. S- I mean, and you're gonna, you're going to get a certain type of game.
0: And that type of game is not going to look like the type of game you're used to. Nope. You you're not like, going to get The Witcher games. three. No. That The Witcher 3 is only possible under massive, massive amounts of – with massive, massive amounts of investment that uh, mm-hmm. these devs would not have, right? Yep. It, and, and yeah, that it sucks. It's a, it's a real shame. But it is a shame we have to acknowledge because, you know, one of the – I think one of the most biting elements of big studio culture um, mm-hmm. is that, yeah, you have options outside of it for sure um those options are made extremely uh unpalatable by the fact that you're not actually going to get to do the things you want to do outside of the big studios like if you if you really want to make triple a games like to to paraphrase doc who who's been um uh, uh doc squiddy who's been a guest on the show um you know who's making a lot of games uh he really likes now um you know like he said at times like i just want to make like a shooter that is fun and where like when you shoot you you shoot a big shotgun and like (laughs) part of that part of saying like i just want this to happen is doc kind of acknowledging that like yeah it's actually going to be kind of hard to make this happen uh just on my own money like (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna need some cash like i'm gonna need some you need some cash on hand i'm gonna need i'm gonna need studio funding like this is not just something that happens right this is something that is really hard um and yeah, I, I don't know, like it's it is it's tough to watch people talk themselves into thinking like, all right, these workers are so good. Uh, they're going to they're going to fix it all. Um, you know, uh, I'm trying, I I can't think of the right way to say this, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm floundering a little. But like fetishizing the workers intelligence is not going to help them in the end. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, well, it's just going it, to be a you
1: problem. You can't outsmart capitalism. <laughs> right, that's not the point. Right, exactly. Like um, it's, it's the thing about it being structural is that you can't great man a history your way out of it. Like right. you can't just be so good and cool that you um, that you bypass the material
0: conditions necessary to create these things. And people who um, typically know that are still the people saying like, "Can't wait to see what they do next because it's going to be so good and it's going to make Project CD Project Red feel so stupid." Yeah, and like the, stupid what, all the way the, to the bank. What's
1: the uh, what's the what's the life cycle of these beloved studios? Uh, it probably won't ever happen. To, well, it, who knows what's going to happen to Supergiant in the future? But well, what was the life cycle of Obsidian? Obsidian did a bunch of really cool games. Um, they struggled as the AAA model um, beca- came, became what it is right now in the current uh, situation. They they struggled to get funding for stuff like Pillars of Eternity. They had to do Kickstarters. They had to do that. Um, that investment version of Kickstarter's, uh, what the hell is it called? Like fund me or something? Yeah. Um, and then eventually they they got bought by Microsoft. <laughs> I mean, uh, know, a lot of the story we studios, all love to hear. A lot of studios are gonna suddenly start seeing publishers and and companies like 10 Cent, um, which Platinum Games had this happen. Another yep. one of these beloved yep. studios. Um, You're know, taking small shares that over time. Turn into majority shares sometimes and then all of
0: a pe- sudden the stuff changes
1: so yeah so, sometimes the people buying you will be uh you know the
0: the charity foundation for the uh, Crown prince of Saudi Arabia oh, actually I should mention uh someone pointed out to me I can't remember who it was now and I'm sorry I'm sorry that I'm forgetting I think it <sighs> darn I forget um well my uh my manager at my new job uh so Dan if you're listening hello Dan. Um, is, uh, is a really nice guy. Um, and he, uh, listens to the podcast and, uh, and, uh, one thing he mentioned, he wanted, uh, he mentioned the, um, we were talking about the Avengers game. Oh, what did he expect us to, he, he noted that we missed something basically a funny, a funny news story. And like the, the point is there's so many funny news stories, like yeah. all over the place that we just, we just miss them, uh, or not miss them in terms of our scope, but miss remembering to talk about them. Um. But the one thing I wanted to say, someone pointed out. Uh, apparently, um, Mohammed bin Salman. Oh yeah, it was uh, it was a longtime friend of the show, uh, uh, Mike uh, Mike Fleischer, who's uh, who's uh, Flesh Dog and um, uh, Dante Vicnab. Also, Doctor Flesh Dog on Twitter, Dante Vicnab all over the other places. Very nice guy, um, and uh, he pointed out that uh, MBS is actually like an enormous game head. Um, yeah. Has like this massive Steam profile, hundreds of hours on Dota. Mm-hmm. Um, just loves games, so that's oh why yeah, he no, it no those Crown Princes,
1: man, they go one of two ways. They they're like they, they are hardcore gamers, or they are hardcore MMA guys. Mm-hmm. That is that's like what they that is that is that's how that it. goes. That's where the income. That's where the money. That's sort of you know that's so, sort
0: of those are the two cultural zeitgeists. They love to they love to put their time into. Yeah, but um, what I'm saying is, like, you, you know, you might be get, you might get bought by Mohammed bin Salman, um, mm. it, but but it might be worse. Like, you might get bought by someone who doesn't like games. Um, and I mean, guy, I'll take a guy who doesn't like games over a guy who chops people up, like
1: just because he plays. Oh, I'll, like, I'll, like the guy who doesn't yeah. like games doesn't chop people up. Like, all I'm saying is, when they did when they raided Bin Laden, they found he had Counter Strike installed. Okay, like you know, you don't think Bin Laden was on Epstein's plane? Well, no, I mean. Why would that
0: guy get them? Like that guy, that guy anyone like else that he got would... planes? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, anyway, it, yeah, it's it's um the solution to this is not all of a sudden making a worker collective. It is part of the solution, and I, I i I admire the people who have tried to unionize games. I admire the people who have um made collectives, like the people we listed earlier, um, and there are many others as well. Um, you know, there's all sorts of really interesting stuff going on. Um, you know, uh, Josh Sawyer doing the, uh, Pillars of Eternity, uh, collectible card game or, or tabletop stuff, um, uh, sort of like on the side, not through a video game, like not specifically through Obsidian. It's like it, all sorts of interesting ways of doing this work are around, right? And people are doing cool stuff. The problem is it is not, um... It's not the only thing that has to happen, and I don't know the other stuff that has to happen. But I think the only thing you can really say about what's happened to the In Place of CD project, Red, is it sucks. Like it's no fun, and it sucks. And assuming they're going to go out and do more work and produce something better um, is is like a really mean way to say, "Hey, I'm sorry." (laughs) Like go out and spend another three years of crudge to make something that everyone's. You know, you get to rub it in CD Projekt Red's face. They don't care. No. <laughs>
1: they want to. I mean, rest. All, well, all we found out is that CD Projekt Red is a AAA game studio. Yep, that's correct. I mean, they've that's got correct. they own a storefront now. They are a they uh, they own good old games. They are a big time player, um, and they should be
0: treated as such. Mm-hmm. Which means, uh, oppositionally, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, that's exactly right. So I don't know. It's uh, I hope I hope no one is too bummed out about uh about um. Uh, about Cyberpunk. Um, if you oh, are, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah,
1: if you're uh, gonna abbreviate it, uh, go with C two zero seven seven or just not C77. not child pornography twenty seventy seven. Don't go with CP. That means something else, something that Trevor just said. Hell, it means other things besides. You're allowed to say it. It's-
0: yeah.
1: You're not, like there are there are there are other things even besides child porn that CP means that you you don't like and it's all one word too. That's not how abbreviations work.
0: Uh, uh-huh. So just go with C77. C77. Got it. Okay, well anyway, um yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like it it seems crummy. Uh get it on who, sale. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry to anyone who picked it up. Yeah, wait for it on sale if you didn't. That's what I'll be doing. Uh, if I ever do pick it up, um, at this point I don't really see the point, um, but it, it very well might be, you know, super interesting down the line. Um, anyway, uh, John, anything, anything you wanted to add that we didn't touch on?
1: No, nope, we uh, hit all my
0: plugs um, at the front of the show, so I'm good. Oh yeah, that's right. You did talk about Guggenhammer. Um, oh, tell us about. Uh, so, uh, um, how's your how's your uh, how's your retrospective of Fallen Order going? Uh, it's great. I, I actually love that game.
1: Um, if you, we'll talk about it more on the show next week because uh, I actually have a lot to say about the game. But I generally enjoy that game, genuinely. Mm-hmm. Um, performs a little bit better than it did to at release. So, oh, okay, well, that's good.
0: Something look forward to. I mean, because uh, of patches, or just because, like, yeah, it had
1: some. It had it had some performance problems on release. Um, okay. That was they're pretty notip- noticeable. Uh, I think they've mostly been fixed. Uh, it's a really pretty game, so I play it on settings that are slightly higher than maybe what my PC can manage all of the time. Hey, um, because I'm willing to give up. Like I've I I have never had a top of the line gaming PC, mm-hmm. I, so I'm <laughs> used to yeah. <laughs> but they're so cheap, <laughs> yeah. So so I am used to playing games at like twenty to thirty FPS. Um, so it does not bother me if a game starts chunking, mm-hmm. as long as like for most of the time it's really you know cool to look at, and I think that Fallen Order is just a gorgeous game. Yeah. Um, so I'm really actually I'm really looking forward to if I get a PS5 at some point. Um, I'm really looking forward to playing it on that, and seeing how uh, it it handles that.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I I'm I'm interested in in. I don't know. I'm interested in what the PS5 can do that can save these like weirdo uh, uh, fringe games like C2077. See, I did these these like between generation games. Yeah, yeah. But Fallen Order as sort of like the peak version of the PS4 game, right? As like what Mm -hmm. is the best thing the PS4 can do that era of of console. I'm also super interested to see how they look on that. Like Monster Hunter is going to look so good, and I can't wait to see it. Um, But you know, I mean. I will say this adds a little bit of a, a fun little layer to uh, to the release of the PS5, and that like there is a um, I don't know, there's like a subplot now. Uh, mm-hmm. What Cyberpunk it'll look like when it actually gets on a system that uh, is meant to be able to play it. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that was fun. Uh, yeah. I'm glad we got to talk about that. Now we never have to talk about it again.
1: Never again. I'm glad again. we we actually put off this episode. Uh, a couple times. Me too. And I'm glad that we did that because if we had recorded it when we planned to record it originally, uh it would have uh been recorded before the the game was pulled from shells. Well, yeah, yeah, that would have been a real a real problem. <laughs> yeah. We'd have to probably come back in here and record an addendum. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, exactly, because, because it's uh, a much bigger deal than it was.
1: <laughs> because before that, I was my big take on it, my hot take was uh people are complaining too much. You all just sat through Fallout 76's launch, uh, and it was much worse than this.
0: Oh, I'm that glad that you didn't have to take, take that take And then that happened. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been uh, that would have been really, really unfortunate. All right. Well, uh, John, thank you so much. Uh, mm-hmm. Go find John at Jonathan Bernhard on Twitter. Uh, go read uh, Goonhammer, all the good stuff. And- oh, and sign up for our
1: Patreon. Well, Trev's Patreon. The show's Patreon. No yeah,
0: cartridge. yeah, sign up, sign up, and no cartridge. Um, we we it, need to remember to like because I keep forgetting this is a free show. We should be saying that every episode. Yeah, we really should. <laughs> I mean, it says that at the beginning. Uh, okay. Julie, Julian yeah. does have it at the beginning, but yeah, we should be saying it. And actually, there's going to be more content on there now that I'm I'm in the final stages of of writing the book. Um, I can finally get back to the old the old the old me, um, as it were. So, uh, Bugs Bunny with a sawed-off shotgun. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, that's, that's the old me. That's actually a, a picture of me. Um, the, the classic meme is a picture of me. Uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, uh, so sign up for the Patreon. There's going to be good stuff on there. Um, and actually, I'm planning by the end of the year to uh, switch it to, uh, if you want to, to pay yearly if, you, if, that, if that tickles your fancy. So if that tickles your fancy, keep, keep an eye there. Uh, and yeah, John, um, I'll talk to you next week when maybe there'll be non-cyberpunk news. Who knows? Oh, God, what a, what a, what a novelty. I, yeah. I somehow doubt it. I, yeah, we're probably gonna have to have a feature on here,
1: but <laughs> until then.
0: All right. Talk to you soon.
1: Yep. Night.